0: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Get those dudes out of here, man. It's Super Bowl week. Come on, bro. Sorry for that little technical snafu. It's on me. I am the sports machine. That's Julio Sanchez the hell are you laughing at julio (laughs) you know you know exactly what i'm laughing at yeah you know you know things happen you know The the buttons don't work and we're trying to get on and you end up with these dudes you're supposed to get this dude and
2: life happens
1: i'm watching the olympics out of the corner of my eye man what is this the skeleton how do you try that the first time you know like bmx biking The first time you try it, you can do those crazy flips and stuff, but you do it in, like, a pit of foam, I would imagine, so you don't break your neck. How do you go down this thing safely the first time? That's what I want to know.
2: I don't know. I would never do it.
1: I would never
2: even think to do something like that. Oh, I
1: would. I would do it. By the way, the show show is called Cook Your Bookie here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world on the Odyssey app. Yeah, I mean, it probably wouldn't go too well for me. I've done the, um, what's it called, the Alpine Slide in Colorado. It's very similar to this, although a little bit safer. Anyway, we don't have to talk Olympics. We can talk a little bit of football because, indeed, it is Super Bowl week. I wonder how many people in Kansas City, or at least they're listening to us within, like, a, uh, let's say, three-state, four- or five-state region, cheese fans, the real cheese fans, the locals, are planning on watching this particular Super Bowl because – of the people that I kick it with, it seems like less than 50%. And you can count me and the group of, I'm definitely going to watch the halftime show. You know, I'm not going to miss a little. Ba-da-da-da-da. You know, I ain't missing that. I don't know if I've told you this, but I actually went to the original Up in Smoke tour in Chicago back in 2001. Have I mentioned that before on the radio? Never, never heard. Yeah, that. no, I went to that. Very questionable decision by my parents to be like, yeah, no, Pat, go ahead. That's cool. You guys are all 17 years old. You're old enough to go. From Kansas City to Chicago in a car ride with, like, ADU degenerates. What's the name of the um the tour, Sean? Up in the smoke, mom. Sounds good. Ha, 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 have a fun time, kids. So, yeah, but I did that. Anyway, the halftime show has a lot of appeal. The commercials are just done. Like, remember we used to talk about Super Bowl commercials, like they were entertaining or fun or part of the reason to watch the game? I don't remember the last one that I like. So, the only difference is this. When it comes to a gambler's perspective, since is a gambling show, cook your bookie, 610 Sports Radio, The past couple of years, the game meant so much to me, whether it was because of, you know, my job or the city that I live in or being a cheese fan that the Super Bowl didn't feel like every other Super Bowl that i would watched my entire life. Like most of the time, gambling to me has always been a huge part of the Super Bowl. I literally bet one time, Julio, like I bet on like 30 props. It was the um it was the Giants, the David Tyree catch, the helmet catch. So we're talking like what, 10, 12, 15 years ago, however long it's been at this point. And I bet on were Joe Buck and Troy Aikman going to have on suit jackets the first time they were shown on TV? And I got five to one odds. I'm like, well, maybe they will. You know, like, do they never wear jackets or something? It's the Super Bowl. Well, here's the thing. So that was my theory. It's like, well, they're wearing, you know, it's the Super Bowl. They're going to dress nice. If they normally don't, They're going to, it was in Arizona. It was in Tempe. So it's like, Oh, it's going to be a thousand degrees. They're not going to wear jackets. I still put down a hundred bucks. First time they showed them both those guys in suit codes. All of a sudden I got 500 bucks in my account. Now it's time to have a little bit of fun. That was before the coin toss. I had tails tails, never fails except for when it does
2: 50, 50 shot, you know,
1: gave all the money back. So like right before kickoff, dude, I was already up 500 And then I was like, oh, you know what the heck, I'll double down. Didn't work out too well for me. Speaking of Super Bowl props, there's a billion of them. We're going to go over them as the show rolls on. But the first thing I want to talk about is what do you bet the Chiefs are going to do this offseason? Because it feels like if I was a gambling man, which I definitely am, there are a couple of moves that are extremely obvious, right? Frank Clark, you go ahead and figure out what's up with his salary, his contract. You say, do you want to stick around for less money? If not, there's a little bit of dead weight to it. You let him walk. Bye-bye. In the case of Tyron Matthew, where are you on this, Julio, right now? Because it feels like most of the time when you've got a veteran player for a team that he's already won a Super Bowl with in a city that loves him, and you've heard publicly that both the team would like him to stay here and the player wants to stay here – if you were a gambling man, Julio, would you say that he is a chief or is not a chief next year?
2: Not a chief based I, on
1: I ba- ba- based on what his most recent kind Perform- of <laughs> oh, performance, okay. performance. Okay. okay fair enough fair enough I thought you were gonna say <laughs> I thought you were gonna say behind the microphone, he's been a little bit cryptic with like talking about how much he does want to be here except for talking in the past tense. When it comes to, for- to performance, that's a totally different conversation because for a guy like Tyron Matthew, He's earned the right to say, I want to be paid higher than any other safety in the NFL, right? He has definitely done enough where he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. There's probably a team that's willing to pay it. Here's the problem. The Chiefs ain't that team. They're not in a position right now. And ever since they had, not had, but ever since they paid Patrick Mahomes, we knew that they were going to find themselves in a bit of a conundrum, just like this, right? Where there was going to be a player that they wanted, Otherwise could afford, but once you give a guy a half a billion dollars, 50 million bucks a year, whatever it ends up being, it's awful tough to pay all those other guys. So it kind of feels like we've been talking about it since he inked the contract a couple of years ago, and now this is the first real casualty of Patrick Mahomes getting paid all that money. So I'm with you. I'm a gambling man. Something tells me that he's going to be in a different uniform. So here would be my bet. Frank Clark restructures, ends up in Kansas City for one more year. Tyron Matthew probably gone, which means on the defensive side, they're going to have to spend multiple, a bunch of different draft picks trying to fill slots right away. Now here's the good thing about that. Brett Veach has been remarkably successful at finding guys in the draft, both to get on the field right away, Whether you're talking about Willie Gay, whether you're talking about Nick Bolton, whether you're talking about Juan Thornhill, like all those dudes were on the field right away. And he's also done a great job of finding guys late in the draft. I mean, how many of those names that I just brought up were guys that he drafted earlier, drafted in the first couple of rounds when it comes to diamond in the rough? I mean, look at the Chiefs' secondary the last couple of years with all the Fentons and Sneeds and all those different cats, man. It's not like those guys were eyeballed in the first round and people said, you know, I got to take them off the board before they get snatched up. So I would bet that this offseason, Frank Clark stays, Honey Badger goes, and then there's probably like four, five, six other moves that you see on that side of the ball. Now, as far as offense goes, it feels like publicly – People are a little bit frustrated with the running back situation. I'll actually say this. I think going into this upcoming year, the Chiefs are in a pretty advantageous situation with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And hear me out. I know that he's not catching the balls we thought he was going to. I know he's not getting in the end zone. I know he's been injured. But he's also not making a lot of money. And that's why you draft a running back in the first round and hold on to him. Because if the Chiefs were to say, you know what, we'll take trade offers for this dude, well, what are you going to get back and what are you going to have to pay said player that you end up getting back? Because there's a lot of teams out there that would love to have the problem that is the Chiefs Clyde Edwards-Alaire, where you've got him under contract for the next couple of years, a rookie contract at that, as cheap as possible, and then you've got a couple of other running backs that are trying to take his job. This is not the Chiefs from seven years ago where they had to have an elite running back in Jamal Charles. If they were going to score, if they were going to put up points, ultimately, if they were going to win games. So as far as the running back situation goes, we don't really need to talk too much about that. I don't think they're going to do a whole lot. Maybe get a free agent like they always do in the off season. They'll find a veteran. And then that's going to be the stable of running backs offensive line. Luckily through the draft last year, they found two absolute studs right on that right side of the line. So they're fine there. And then when it comes to wide receivers, I don't feel like it's a need. I feel like it's a strong want. Remember when you were a kid at Christmas and you really wanted that, uh, one of those things that came out, Julio, the, like the hoverboards, you know what I'm talking about? Remember those came out. I really wanted one of those. No, was I a little bit old to shed a tear when I didn't get one from Santa Claus? Absolutely. But I really, really wanted one. Did I need one? Well, you know, it would have been nice to have that motor transportation at the time, but I didn't necessarily need it. It would have made things a lot cooler, a lot easier.
2: Are we are we talking uh, like Back to the Future type hoverboard? Or are we talking about the more modern, modern hoverboard? The more modern one. The
1: the Back to the Future the two one's wheel, not real. The, the
2: like two wheel. Yeah, you know the Back to the Future you stand one. on. You know the Back to the Future one's not real, right? They they had like they were they were called. You don't remember that? Toy? No, they I, were I I remember it. That's the original hoverboard. But the, but though. That, but they're old,
1: John. We're, we're not talking. No, to, I get it. I'm talking about the one that probably came out like mm, eight years ago. That's kind of like the one wheel that people ride around on, Yeah. which, by the way,
2: you're talking more like Segway or are you talking like actual? Yeah,
1: yeah yeah, okay. yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah. More gotcha. Segway. Have you have you ever tried one of those one wheels? I have not. So my boy was riding one the other day and I thought it was going to be incredibly difficult as somebody that falls on my ass every time I want to skateboard or basically trying any athletic endeavor. The one wheel's not that difficult. And it flies.
2: Yeah, we so I, I do a lot of mountain biking and uh, sometimes I'll go I'll be out on the trail and I see guys on those hoverboards oh, with the nuts. one wheel. Oh, yeah. that's
1: crazy <laughs> going going around the track. That's nuts. Yeah. Like my boy usually takes his, so he lives like two miles away from where he works and it's sidewalked the whole way. So instead of taking a car dealing with traffic, yeah, dude, he just says screw it and jumps on one of those things. I like, don't know friendly. I don't know about that whole mountain biking thing though. Like
2: why, why not, man? No, it's, it's just, a hell of a workout too. No, 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 it is.
1: It's just uh the one time that I tried to go mountain biking in Lawrence. It's no joke, man. No, it's no joke. It's I, no
0: joke. I didn't, this is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations. Who's on
2: that guy? Online. Who's that Apparently guy? Apparently he's ramping up investigations. Yeah, what's that guy's problem? I was trying to talk about mount- Interrupting our conversation. Yeah, was, we were talking about mountain
1: biking. Rude. No, I went mountain biking. I don't know who the hell that guy was. I was trying to talk uh, I was mountain biking in Lawrence, and I didn't realize that it was quite that real. I thought that mountain biking in Kansas would be, you know, flat. I take,
2: well, I've taken a couple of friends and they're like, oh, we're just going to go bike ride. I'm like, no, this, this is like the real deal. I'm not like you're, you're going to be going up and down, pedaling up hills, it's scary. going down quickly down oh, yeah. very steep drops, rivers like, and drops. It's and not a joke.
1: <laughs> not at all. Anyway. um, So we'll get back to the football on the other side. That's my thoughts on the chiefs this off season. What I bet they're going to do. I'm trying to say bet as many times as I can, since, you know, it's, Gambling show here on Six Ten Sports Radio. Um, there are all kinds of props. Then we'll talk about the over/unders and the lines and the Super Bowl futures. We got a lot to get to before nine o'clock. Right here on Six Ten Sports Radio.
2: Thursday, February twenty fourth, at the sure Stay Plus by Best Western in Kansas City, weight loss seminar five thirty to seven thirty p.m. Stop smoking seminar eight to ten p.m. And Saturday, February twenty sixth, at the Holiday Inn and Suites Overland Park West, weight loss seminar eleven to one p.m. Stop smoking seminar two to four p.m.
1: Kind of got football in the mind because the Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. At least they tell me so. I don't give a damn because the cheese aren't in it. i want to lie to you. I'm checked out. Me too. As soon as overtime didn't work out too well a couple of weeks ago, I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I don't even care. I didn't watch the NFC Championship game, did you?
2: Nah. Uh, don't lie. I had it on in the background a, yeah, l- a it was little background, bit. Yeah. It was
1: background noise. Like
2: the same thing the Super Bowl will be. The
1: Super Bowl will be. Olympics are now. I look out the corner of my eye and then, Man. Jamaica has a bobsled team.
2: They they do. No, I don't know if they really do. They really do. I think that was the first time the the women's bobsled team ever was eligible for the Olympics. You
1: wouldn't lie to the people, would you? No,
2: I swear you. are telling me
1: in these Olympics, Jamaica has a bobsled team.
2: Jamaica has Has a a bobsled
1: team. Are you sure? Yeah, dude. I feel like that needs to be double-checked. Don't take Julio for fact because I feel like I would have known if Jamaica had a bobsled team. I don't know.
2: Google search. Just type in J-A-M. And first thing that comes up is Jamaican bobsled team.
1: Actually, James Harden trade is the first thing.
2: (laughs) All right, maybe for you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, Jamaica. And and you have to know how to spell Jamaica. Jamaica National Bobsled Team. Jamaica's National Bobsled Team to go for gold at the Olympics. They're in it to win it. They're They're, not. They're in it to win it. It's a betting show. What are the odds you think I can get on the Jamaican bobsled team to win the goal? <laughs> Probably. A million to uh, one.
2: Yeah, It's yeah. got to
1: be. But John Candy's team did, so who knows? You know? uh, RIP. Anyway, um, Yeah, RIP indeed. Back to the football where uh, there's a lot of props for this Super Bowl. By the way, the line is, is up to four in favor of the Los Angeles Rams. doesn't surprise me too much. It feels like during the regular season, the Rams were amongst like five teams maybe six teams if you want to throw like the Cowboys for whatever reason in that conversation that the general public thought actually had a chance to win the Super Bowl. The Bengals didn't kind of enter that conversation until I would say they beat the Chiefs the first time around. I think that they were kind of a nice story. They had won a couple of games in a row. Joe Burrow was playing well. He came off that five-touchdown game. Their division looked really winnable, but nobody was talking about them as a real Super Bowl threat as a team that can not only beat the chiefs in Cincy, but could come back and beat the chiefs as a touchdown underdog in Kansas city. So you want to talk about teams that kind of came out of nowhere. You know, they remind me of a little bit, the Royals, the first world series. It's like, you know, they're okay for most of the season. They make a nice run toward the end of the year. And then all of a sudden the playoffs come around and you look up and you're like, what the hell? They're in the World Series? That's how it felt for me in 2014. I don't know about you with the Royals. With the Bengals, it was kind of that way too. Nice team, nice players, nice young coach, fun story. And then you look up. Well, now they're here in the Super Bowl. So I think that's why the Rams are probably the four-point favorite because on the field, if you just want to talk about talent, yeah, the Rams are a wildly talented team. They bought their way to their talent. I mean, just think about the moves that they made in season with – Vaughn Miller and Jalen Ramsey in the light in the last couple of years, the offseason buying a quarterback and Matthew Stafford. Like I don't have any problem with it. I'm not talking smack. And then there's the way the Bengals did it, where it's a lot of homegrown talent, where you draft the Jamar Chase and you draft the Joe Mixon and you draft the Joe Burrow and you find a first-time head coach. A lot of things that they did in a different way, but I think it makes sense that the line is what it is because the Rams are not only that, but they're playing at home. It's it's well. I guess it's a home game. I mean, it's in Los Angeles. They've only been playing back in L.A. now for, what, four or five years. And I don't know if you've ever been to a place with really nice weather and a lot of entertainment. People don't really care about the hometown sports teams like you would here in Kansas City. So, I hope the advantage means something. I'm leaning toward giving up the points with the Rams. To me, it kind of feels like this is the end of the story for the Cincinnati Bengals. But I like big butts, and I cannot lie. It comes down to the quarterback play. And when it comes to the quarterback play, if you ask me, do I trust a 12-year veteran in Matthew Stafford who's never been here before or a two-year guy in Joe Burrow who's coming off a year and a half removed from being a national champion in the Heisman Trophy? I don't know. I think the answer might be the young guys. Speaking of those quarterbacks and their odds to win the Super Bowl MVP, Matthew Stafford plus 125. Nope not tasty enough for me. I'm only going to get plus 125 on that Joe Burrow. Plus 235. If it's not going to be a quarterback, Julio, who do you think is most likely to be MVP of this Super Bowl?
2: It's hard to say like I like first first thing that comes to mind would be like an Aaron Donald, but Aaron it's so Donald, for a, d-
1: a defensive, defensive player. player. Plus 1000. Let's uh, it, keep playing this game. This is fun.
2: Yeah, uh, let's go Jamar Chase. Jamar
1: Chase for 1400 So you can get 1400 for Jamar Chase. Here's the tricky thing about taking a wide receiver, and trust me, I've had this experience. Let's say a wide receiver goes out there and has a big game with a couple of big touchdowns. How, how, do you, how did that happen? Somebody threw in the ball, right? And they really want to give that MVP trophy to the quarterback. A wide receiver really has to do something spectacular on their own, like a broken, you know, a crazy broken tackle. Or, um, it was the... Arizona, who was in the Super Bowl that year? It was Seattle. It was Seattle versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Roethlisberger was quarterback. Heinz Ward was the number one wide receiver. And they had that cat named, um, oh, man. I should know it since I'm telling the story. Uh, He was the quarterback at Indiana that played for, damn it, what was that guy's name? QB, Indiana, wide receiver. What was my guy's name? Antoine Randall, L. Remember him? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so they, they, yeah. they had Antoine yeah. Randall. Sorry about that. Having to Google in the middle of that, they had Antoine Randall, and I thought twenty-five to one odds on Antoine Randall, That's a little bit too good. I want to say he returned a punt or a, a, a kickoff for a touchdown in that game. So I was like, oh my gosh, this might actually happen. And then also, do you remember the play where Roethlisberger pitched the ball and Antoine Randall threw it to Heinz Ward? Yep. Well, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, now this guy's got like, well, this is going to happen. And they gave the Heinz Ward, bro. So a wide receiver did win <laughs> it, but not my guy. So I'm a little bit hesitant to put on a wide out 14 to one, though. Um, Cooper Cup.
2: That was my next guess. Cooper Cup.
1: Probably s- Odell. Six to one. So now you're getting in the now you're getting in the deep waters here. Ode- Joe Mixon. Hold on. Odell Beckham. 28 to one. It feels like the league, I don't know why, but they've always had an infatuation with this guy. Maybe like if he, you know, had no doubt Beckham catch or two, a game winner, 28 to one. Now that's, that's juicy. Plus the way he's been playing recently, 28 to one, big stage.
2: Makes you think La a Makes you think a little.
1: 28 to one. You said the name Joe Mixon. I did. 35 to one. Odds to win the MVP. I like that. I like that because he's not a quarterback. So like in theory, if he rushed for one hundred and three touchdowns, which would be the best game of his life, but it's not unheard of. It's not completely impossible. And you can get 35 to one odds. I mean, think about that. You put down two bucks to win 70. You put down five bucks and you've got, I don't know. I can't do that math. Can you No. You got like 180 bucks or something. Um, Let's see. Vaughn Miller, 35 to one Jalen Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey, 50 to one, uh, how About this one, T Higgins, 40 to 1. A little bit of a that's long a, shot.
2: That's a long. And now you're getting shot. into
1: guys I've never heard of. Yeah. Like Greg Gaines, whatever that means. You can get him yeah, at 200 yeah. to 1. Drew Sample. What if the what if the Super Bowl ends and they're like, "Ladies and gentlemen, your MVP, Drew Sample." Like, Damn it, Sean was telling me about that guy. I don't know who that never is. Heard of him. Yeah, me either. A DJ Reader. Never heard of him. There's a DJ Reader? A Troy reader? I've heard of him. <laughs> Tell me what, Kevin Huber. Never heard of him. Ben Scaroni. Never heard of him. Jesse Bates the Third. Never heard of him. B.J. Hill. <laughs> okay, we keep Nerd. going. Nerd. Nerd. He probably is. I don't know the guy. Um. All right, let's go over some of these props here. Any player to have 125 plus receiving yards, you can get the no at plus 120. I doubt anybody does. I, I really doubt anybody does in this game. Um, will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown score? You can get three to one. Matthew Stafford's always good for a pick six, right? Like it feels True. like Vaughn Miller or Aaron Donald. They're always good for like a strip sack touchdown every now and again. So yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. What else we got here? What else we got here? Um, these Some of these are crazy that you can really bet on these. Like, for example, at even money. They've got different commercials that will play first. Doesn't somebody have that information? That's not just random. So, literally, Julio, commercial to play first QuickBooks or Taco Bell?
2: What a stupid prop bet. Dude,
1: you can put real money that on is... that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going through these. This is nuts. Uh, check this one out commercial to play first. Meta, whatever that is, minus 135. That, that, What's Meta?
2: That's Facebook. That's the, the new Facebook. Facebook bought them, basically. Uh, okay, um, Amazon commercial.
1: Amazon Prime Video plus two hundred, Google plus two forty. This is nuts. Oh, how, now they've got them all up there. How do they come out with the odds? I have this? no idea. Right?
2: No. Who put the research in for something?
1: It's s- not so that. Silly it's like not this. that. Most of the time, when you've got odds, you can say, "Well, it's because they do this and this at home and the road." Well, there's
2: no precedence. Exactly. For, I mean, other than previous Super Bowls. But- so
1: maybe that's what they do. They like. Go back and they see if there's a beer commercial or... Uh, yeah,
2: but like Meta is only... Uh, Facebook's on them for the, like only the last only Meta year. I know is Meta World Peace. That guy's <laughs> nuts. Yeah, no, no, uh no.
1: Commercial to play first. Check this out. Bud Light Next plus 200. What's Bud Light Next? Future beer? Gross. You've had it?
2: I have not, but it's Oh, well, don't don't, 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 don't. It sounds gross. Don't talk after you've
1: tried it. A Michelob Ultra plus 400. Bud Light Seltzer plus 600. Gross. Cut Water Spirits. What? Plus a thousand. These are nuts. Okay. Uh, The Drake curse. What team's jersey will Drake wear during the game? The Cincinnati Bengals or the Los Angeles Rams? Who cares? I do. I like these props. Not, not, okay. How about this one? What color are Snoop Dogg's shoes going to be at halftime? You can get really good odds on pink. Is he, is he a Crip or is he a? Uh, yeah it's no green, right uh yeah he's like yeah, he's a, yeah uh, blue, I don't know
2: blue yeah, it's the color of the rams too let's go blue
1: okay <laughs> why not blue plus 220 that's the favorite see uh see? Oh,
2: there's logic behind that thought there
1: pink at 18 to one green at 12 to green green dude
2: what, do, what uh yeah okay okay I see. I see, uh, it, it clicked. it took, it took three seconds but it smoke clicked.
1: weed every day come uh, on that's bro fair, that's fair Green at 12 to one silver eight to one. He ain't wearing blue shoes. Why do you think
2: he's wearing blue shoes? Because he's a crippin' Cause of this <laughs> color of the rings. That's <laughs> <laughs> the number. It's the sound logic. <laughs> that's number, that's the number oh one. Oh my color.
1: God. Um, will snoop smoke on stage at halftime.
2: It is legal. Right. E- even, even money. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I think because of all the sponsors, he doesn't. He, uh, they oh, wouldn't let him.
1: Oh, I would bet yes for sure that Snoop smokes during the halftime show. No, Even money.
2: No, not on stage because there's too many sponsors, too many people watching. They're not gonna. I mean, they're not gonna allow another Janet nipple slip in a situation. weird and in,
1: in, in a weird way. I think that it's more the fact that. So I was watching this thing the other day when I couldn't sleep on YouTube, and Novak Djokovic, the tennis player, don't make Novak. He had to um, he had to stop a tennis match one time because he thought that somebody was smoking weed in the crowd and he walked over to the whatever they're called the chair or whatever there and he said I think there's somebody smoking weed and I'm getting a contact high he said it was making him dizzy in the stands the only reason I bring that up what an is an
2: excuse
1: isn't that lame? Isn't that crazy? But the only reason I bring it up is because I think that the, if the NFL are the ones that sanction the people that do the halftime show, the last thing they want is like a kicker coming out to warm up and Snoop Dogg blowing a smoke ring in his face and the guy complaining and missing the field goal and saying, you know what I mean? Like the league doesn't want to screw themselves. It feels like they're going to tell Snoop, hey, man, for
2: those 20 minutes, like just – You can say pretty much whatever you want. You can't do whatever you
1: want. Yeah, and you can't really say whatever you yeah, want, but yes. you can say a lot of stuff. Yes, but for yeah. the reason. Um, will a football be used as a prop at the halftime show? You can get three to one. What,
2: yeah. what does that mean? By what does it mean by, oh, prop? I have no uh, idea. Like,
1: uh, well, I don't know what this is going to be
2: on stage. I don't know what, what do any we? of these
1: mean. Listen to this one. Will any bored ape yacht club character make an appearance during the halftime show? Who cares? What does that even mean?
2: I have no idea.
1: Uh, will any part of M M? Oh, here's one for you, Julio. Will any part of M M's performance be censored? Oh Yeah. The yes is oh, yeah. the yes is the favorite at minus one eighty. That feels too easy. He's going to slip. He's going to slip up. A, uh, that feels too yeah. easy, right? Um, will Eminem wear a hoodie or a hat? A hat. No, you he get both. Hat. Will Eminem wear? You get both. Will Eminem wear a hoodie or a hat? You can if he wears either a hoodie or a hat. The yes is minus two seventy five. So I mean that it's very very likely that he's going to be wearing either a hoodie or a hat. If he's not. You get plus two hundred. I don't know that I've ever seen Eminem without a hoodie or right, had Now that that's I think about I'm it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In his young days, he used to wear just a plain white hoodie. Remember? And then, and I know it because I used to wear the plain white hoodie trying to look like him. I had my hair blonde. It feels like when you had hair? For come on, that's unnecessary. It feels like since. It feels <laughs> like uh, he'll be here all week. Actually, this is our last show, so enjoy who the way he got it. <laughs> oh, the rim shot. Didn't see that coming. Um. Since he's had the brown hair and gotten old, he wears that
2: like. Now he wears a that hat all the time. Too. He had. Yeah. Anyway,
1: um, I got to buzz through these because I want to talk about some of the actual lines, not the halftime show. These are fun. Will Kendrick Lamar wear a hoodie? I don't know his his style quite as well.
2: I'd go with it, yeah.
1: Will there be a wardrobe malfunction? You can get 10 to 1 on your money. <laughs> so if you see a nipple, you not get 10 to happen. 1. Um, how many times will Roger Goodell be shown during the game? Over under one and a
2: half? Too many.
1: That feels pretty safe to go with the overs in that one. How oh, about this one? How many times will the chain gang come out in the game? What would you bet on? I don't even know. What does that mean? The chain gang—the the 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 people that move the the
2: sticks for first downs Dur- you idiot. during the halftime during the game. No, during, during the, game. the game. Yeah, they're gonna show, uh, the
1: one and a half times is the n- the number they they're come out.
2: They're gonna show. Are we talking about like they have to come to out use? on the field to yeah to be used? Uh, uh, okay, uh, one and a
1: half. Feels like we see those going like five times a game, doesn't it? Anyway, we'll take a break Who on care? the other side. I'll give you the line. I'll give you the over-unders. <laughs> I'll give you the player props. And uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll get some more of that halftime stuff. That's fun. I care, Bruce. Do you not enjoy that, Julio? Bruce doesn't care. Are you not I entertained? I am entertained. All right, good. That's all I need. I hope you're entertained out there. It's Cook Your Bookie at 610 Sports Radio.
0: You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio.
1: What's good, Cook Your Bookie, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, all over the Odyssey app. Coming up on Sunday, 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 the Super Bowl. But the Chiefs aren't in it, so I don't care. But we still have to talk about it because you can bet on it. And that's what we talk about on this show. I'm the Sports Machine, That's Julio Sanchez. How about this one, Julio? What color of Gatorade is going to be poured on the winning coach? Orange is the heavy favorite at 2 to one by the way, orange is the best color of Gatorade, and Balls. if you argue that, what is then?
2: Blue. Arctic blue. The Arctic Blast.
1: The Arctic Blast is the top five. I don't think that it's number one. I would go orange, red, original, lemon, lime, purple,
2: you you and then blue. You don't even throw Glacier Blast, the, the oh. white one?
1: Ooh, the cherry? Yeah, that's yeah, pretty the good. Yeah, that's cherry, good. Yes. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good stuff. That's,
2: that's probably number two.
1: Number two. Um. All right, so, oh, let me go over a few more of these props. We'll take a break, and then we will go over the player props and the line and the over-under and all that stuff. Uh, will the price of Bitcoin go up or down during the game? That's just a crazy thing to bet on because I just have no idea. Who will the MVP mention first in his speech after the game? Who do you think? I'll give you the odds. I don't
2: know who the MVP is, but well, okay, uh, I'll go with it, the mom.
1: The mom, you can get family members. Teammates. Plus 550 teammates is the favorite at even money. You can get God or Jesus at plus 235. You can get the city at four to one. You can get the coach at nine to one. How about this one? At 26 to one, does not mention any of the above. How would you have a speech (laughs) after winning the Super Bowl, the, the, the MVP trophy, and not thank your teammates, God, your city, the coach, the owner, or your family. Your family. That
2: sounds like a bad bet.
1: Can you imagine?
2: It sounds like a terrible bet.
1: Antonio Brown wins the Super Bowl MVP and he's like, This is mine, <laughs> nah, I yeah. did it on my own. Thank you. And I screw did you. By myself. Yeah, this is like Ricky Henderson All today I am the greatest. Whatever he said. Um, I like this one too. At ten to one. Will a non quarterback throw a touchdown? Yeah, sure. Ten to one odds, I'll go ahead and take that. Will the player be ejected for throwing a punch, ten to one?
0: Nah.
1: This is so stupid. How is this only they this? This doesn't make any sense. Will any player propose to his girlfriend on the field after the game? That should be like what? That should be like two hundred to one, right? That sounds like another terrible bet. Four to one that it happens, minus six fifty that it doesn't.
2: How often does this happen? That's what I'm saying. Minus six fifty. That's
1: that's that's wild. Anyway. Oh, how about this one? Will either kicker hit the upright or crossbar? Five to one.
2: Does that take into account practice during pregame?
1: No, you donkey. Of course no, it doesn't. No. Um, anyway, so on the other side, we'll give you our official bets for the Super Bowl. It is Cook Your Bookie. It is 610 Sports Radio.
0: You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio.
1: Cooking your bookie. Let's make some money this Super Bowl. There's a lot of stuff going on this weekend. So, if you're a real degenerate, they'll let you bet on the Olympics. I am one, and I still don't bet on the Olympics. Okay, I bet a little bet on the Olympics. A little bit, a little bit. Don't shake your head at me, Julio. You got the Super Bowl. You got UFC 271. Israel Adansanya taking on Robert Whittaker. Oh, by the way, if you're a UFC fan... I actually talked to both Robert Whittaker and the champion, Israel Adansanya, earlier today. You can catch that coming up on Saturday from 4 to 6 on the BetQL Network. It's my show, Tapped Out, with me and Brendan Tobin down in Miami. Thanks. I appreciate that, (laughs) Julio. It was was a good plug. Thanks, dude. Um, The Super Bowl line is officially out. The Rams are four-point favorites. It's been hovering around that. I think the Bengals started as like a three-point dog. It got as high as four and a half right now. Los Angeles is a four-point favorite. On the money line, you can get the Bengals at plus 165. The over-under is 48-and-a-half. Before I give my opinion, Julio, which way you lean in this game?
2: Uh, I, I'm leaning towards the Rams, one, because I think they're a better team, two, they're a more complete team, but two, you I, I don't want to hear me, Joe Burrow stuff anymore. I, I, I I, I'm over the Joe Burrow savior yo if Joe Burrow wins NFL, if, if he, I know we're never gonna hear the end of it well, wait, which I'm sure is how the most of most of the rest of the U.S. feels about Patrick Mahomes oh right? yeah
1: yeah yeah but it feels like if Joe if the Rams win this game this offseason they're gonna
2: to hear Joey B well
1: anymore. they're gonna do their Rams thing this offseason which is like add a couple of pieces you didn't know they had the money to add and they're gonna make a couple of <laughs> trades like what who knows who's going to be on that team next year. With Cincinnati, if they win the Super Bowl, you're right. Like People are not only going to be talking about Joe Burrow, but they're going to be talking about the same way they've talked about the Chiefs the last couple of years. Because at that point, I'm not saying that they're going to eventually win more Super Bowls than the Chiefs. They're better than the Chiefs or any of those things. But if Joe Burrow has one Super Bowl ring two years into his NFL career and his path getting there was beating Patrick Mahomes at Patrick Mahomes' house, then you have to Weiss, talk about him in
2: one year. Yeah. You got to talk. Way, yeah, yeah.
1: You have to talk about him. I mean, as much as we don't want to hear it here locally and you don't want to hear, it, and I don't want to hear, it, and I don't like talking about it. It's going to be talked about. So I think for that same reason, wishful thinking, I'm going to also take the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to give up the four points. I'm going to hope that Joe Burrow and the Bengals come back down to earth because I'm with you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stomach. The good thing is that the chiefs and the Bengals have each other on their schedule next year. So if the Bengals were to win it, then we can finally have that conversation of the two teams in the AFC with the brightest future, the two best young quarterbacks not just in the AFC but maybe in the entire NFL and that'll be fun. But I think that it takes Cincinnati going out there and actually winning this game. If I was going to take Cincinnati, I think that I would probably play the prop on Joe Burrow's passing yards, which is at 299, so essentially if he throws for 300 that's you win. There, I mean, that is up there. That's a big number especially in the playoffs. However, Joe Burrow had a couple of games this year where he threw for over 400 yards. That dude had a game where he threw for over 500 yards. So, yeah, it's probably going to be dicey. It's probably going to be a little bit nerve-wracking if you take the overs on that. One, you don't want to play the unders. You don't want to watch an entire Super Bowl just hoping that passes aren't complete and that they have running plays. That's like betting unders in the NBA. Every time there's a free throw, you're like, oh, crap, that's just going to hurt my... You don't want to do that. No one
2: wants to see a defensive game.
1: Nobody wants to see that, so the overs seem a little bit tasty on Joe Burrow because who knows, man? Yeah, you're right. Maybe he doesn't go out there and throw for much over 300 yards. Maybe he goes out there and throws for 450 yards. Maybe it's a total shootout, which is why I'm also playing the overs in this game. I was a little bit surprised to see the number only hovering right around 48 and a half. To me, man, this game could be played in the high 50s. Like, that looks way too low yeah, to
2: but the Bengals haven't been putting on points in the playoffs. I mean – And the Rams
1: defense has stepped up, no question about it. Although we're talking about a one-game scenario with two of the seven highest-scoring teams in the regular season. So if you're going to give me an over-under of 48.5 and and tell me it gets to 49, I get to take my ticket to the window, I think I'm going to go ahead and do that. So my official bets, the Rams to cover by four, the over at 48.5, and what the hell? Let's get parlayed. It's the Super Bowl. Go ahead and parlay them, people. The Rams with the overs. At 2.6 to 1 on your money. That's it for the show tonight. Thank you to my producer. Not just tonight, but all season long here on Cook Your Bookie. His name is Julio Sanchez.
2: Never heard of him.
1: Yeah, me either. You're not missing much, let's be honest. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Cook Your Bookie, 610 Sports Radio.
0: You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio